Germany tomorrow. Yeah. So what? 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 So you know, I, I like I said, this is your idea, and I want to be the co-host this time. So I'm gonna let you come up with the just do everything, and you know, I'm 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 gonna put my words into. I read the I read the comment comment, and yeah. um, so first off, you tell us. What's the name of this comic that you that that we're gonna review? This is um Detective Comics One Thousand. Mm-hmm. It's the One Thousandth issue. Basically, Detective Comics is the comic that Batman first appeared in in the thirties. Really? Yeah. I did not. Honestly, that's, I did not know that. Yeah, that's the importance of this of this comic. Uh, in the thirties, Batman first appeared. Uh, in this book, mm-hmm. and this is one the one thousand issue. Oh man, look, this so is the literary eighty years of Batman. Uh huh. Yeah, man. The big anniversary, dude. This is the first comic that I actually I'm actually reading. So, oh, and man. and then it's one of Tom King's comics. So it's like, and then he replied to one of the tweets. So I'm like, dude. Sam, <laughs> bro, this is the best idea you ever came up with, man. <laughs> Thank you. So, first off, uh, you go ahead and uh start this. So, you tell us how 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 we're gonna do this. All right. Well, you know, first I figured that we uh, first I figured that we just talk about what Batman means mm-hmm. to both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how we first found out about Batman, how important the character is, you know, how it's affected either of our lives. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we could get get into the comic and the actual stories in it. Stories being plural because there's multiple. Right. But uh, uh, maybe you go first. Um, what does that name mean to you? How did you find out about the character? Uh, uh-huh. And has she affected your life? And if so, how? Oh, that's a good question. Because... Honestly, I don't know where to start, but I'm going to tell you this. Like I said, uh, this was actually the first comic that I actually read. So, I'm not going to say that I first found out about Batman in a comic book. So, uh, the first thing I actually found out about uh, Batman was actually Justice League Unlimited. Now, uh, I mean, yeah, Justice League Unlimited animated series. So, um, I was a huge Marvel fan before that so uh what year did justice league unlimited came out it was like 2000 and something 2000 and yeah i think that was around 2001 or 2002 yes so like literally that's my first introduction to dc period so um at that time i was literally nothing but marvel so i didn't care what anyone else said because when i was young when i was a kid me and my cousin, um, we literally had this war because I loved Marvel and he loved DC, and I, I told him no matter what, Marvel is better. I didn't care, no argument whatsoever. You couldn't tell me that that DC could create some great stories. So I'm like, <laughs> so uh, when I when um my first episode that uh I saw Batman in, it was actually. 
it was actually this. It was I think it was actually the last episode of Justice League Unlimited when the Flash. I think it was the Flash went um against Lex Luthor and Brainiac combined with each other. I think it was. Oh yeah, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, so literally, like, my cousin sat me down. He was like, he, and he called me Earl. So, uh, my middle name is Earl. So, he, he was like, Earl, <laughs> he said, look, sit down. I'm about to tell you some real stuff. Like, you got to sit down and watch this. DC is actually better than Marvel. And I'm like, look, there's nothing you could show me. Nothing you could say that tells me that Mar- uh, DC is completely better. So, he was like, watch this. So, we literally sat down. Had I had my favorite chips were the uh, blue bag of Doritos and his was the red, so I'm like, okay, so we sat down and I'm eating. I'm like, look, hurry this up because I'm missing some good Marvel stuff. So he was like, he was like, this is gonna take a while because this is a couple seasons, but I'm gonna start you off on this last episode because I'm finished it, finishing this off. I'm like, okay, well let's let's do this because I don't care. So I'm sitting down and I see this character in his bat suit and i'm like what in the world what this grown man he's dressing up around the city beating up people in a bat suit i said how lame is that and he was like wait for it wait for it so i see all these other characters i see superman i'm like okay i see this buff guy in some some tights i mean some uh some uh um not tights um what what do you call his um Uniform. Yeah, so I'm like, that that's lame. I say, I, you, if I go outside and where are that, people gonna laugh at me. I say, you don't see Iron Man get laughed at for that. So he was like, wait for it. So I see this character running, and I'm like, who is this? He's running pretty fast. He was like, oh, that's the Flash. I'm like, okay, wait, all right, well, he he's, he's pretty cool. I said, what else? Who else is on there? So I'm I'm seeing other characters, uh, the Green Lantern. I'm seeing Hawk Girl. I'm seeing Hawk Man. I'm seeing all these other characters. I'm like, oh shit! And then I see more Batman, and I'm like, hey, what's his power? And he was like, he doesn't have any powers. I said, lame. <laughs> and then he was like, he was like, dude, I'm telling you, wait. So I'm looking, and he's giving out all these other commands and everything. I'm like, is he a leader or something? And he was like, well, you could say that. And I'm like, oh, I said, so this guy here, he has no superpowers. And he's literally running the entire Justice League like that. And I'm like, okay, well, look, start me off on the first episode. So literally, we went all the way back. And I, we literally, the whole weekend, I'm sitting there. I didn't want, I missed my favorite Marvel TV shows, movie—I—I I missed every. I didn't want to watch anything Marvel related. I'm like, look, you finna watch, you finna sit here, and, and explain to me each and every one of these episodes of Justice League, and, and, and including Batman. So he told me about Bruce Wayne and all that. I'm like, oh, he's a rich billionaire too. I said, okay, okay. And then he, and then here's the part where he got me into the Flash, and then he was like, but. The Batman has a contingency plan for each and every other member of the Justice League. And I said, impossible. There is no way in hell. So he literally went online and, and he showed me 
this thing to where Batman defeated each and every one of the Justice League members. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, Batman is awesome. (laughs) So that was my first introduction to Batman. It was Justice League Unlimited. I love hearing, you know, uh, when people discover something that becomes a passion. You know, that's that, that's awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. So, so what about you? So, my story um with Batman, it's it goes back to I think I was maybe six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother collected comics. My older brother, he's I think about ten years older than me. He collected comics. Uh, for a long time, and when I was around six years old, uh, my basement, my, my brother had these boxes in the basement filled with his comics, and he didn't allow me to go down there. He, he didn't want me to touch them because, you know, I was a kid. He was afraid I was going to mess them up. And I remember once he was out, and I sneaked in the basement because, you know, kids, you tell them you can't touch something, of course they're going to want to touch it. Right. So I sneaked in the basement uh, just to, you know, see what what the big deal was. And I saw these books, and I pulled one out, and the first one I pulled out was Batman. And I see Batman, like, just this imposing, awesome image of Batman. Mm -hmm. And I was six years old, and it's sort of like, I don't know, I guess, like, it seared onto my brain, that image of Batman. (laughs) Right. And ever since, I've been obsessed with comics. You know, not just Batman, but Batman, like, you know, probably more than most. Right. But, yeah, ever since then, I've, I've loved comics. And then that's when I started re- watching um, all the TV shows like uh, Batman the Animated Series mm-hmm. and the Justice League shows and all of them. And I, I just fell in love from then on. And, and I started collecting right around that time, and I never stopped. Cool. Hmm. And, yeah, that's, that's about it for how I discovered Batman. I mean, he really, I mean, it's kind of a big deal to me, especially Batman. Yeah. You know, like, he, I guess you could say he kind of affected my life. I don't know how I could quantify that and, you know, give you examples, but I think part of my moral code comes from Batman, I would say. You know, I, I I have to agree with you 100% because I'm going to let you know, if my cousin would never show me that episode of Justice League Unlimited, I, I still would have been a Marvel fan today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so well, I mean, Marvel's, Marvel's awesome too, like, you know. Of course, of course. You know, I mean, like, no matter what, I, I'm still a Marvel fan at heart because I'm still going to watch Avengers Endgame and all that other stuff, yeah. but... I'm just saying, I have just as much love for Marvel as DC now. So it's like 50-50 for me. At first, I was just full-on Marvel, but DC, it, it grew on me. I'm going to be honest, because I, I wasn't a DC fan at first. So so that just goes to show you, never say never. Yeah, exactly. And Marvel has, I think, a bit of a, an advantage in that their characters were created earlier, and they don't have the ridiculous costumes like the underwear on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were able to uh, make better designs for their characters. But, you know, the design of these characters have come a long way. They keep getting redesigned better and better. Right, right. 
So, um, I guess we should probably start talking about the actual comic now, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so, again, just, uh, I'm sorry, I was about to say Justice League. Detective Comics 1000. Uh-huh. Uh, 80s of Batman, and there was, what would you say, about six stories in here? Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think so. Now, um, now, the, I think it's six. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Uh, so, let's just, I'm just gonna go through them one by one, naming them, mm-hmm. and the writers. Uh, the first one was called Batman's Longest Case, written mm-hmm. by Scott Snyder. Okay. Then, there was, one second, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. So, uh, you go ahead and look that up, but, uh, while you're looking that up to, uh, kill some time, um, I'm going to say that, uh, now, Batman, he did take on a lot of sidekicks, you know? Now, I'm not going to speed through the comic or anything, but one of the stories I did like, a matter of fact, Tom King... He wrote this story in there, and, and I, you know, and yeah, I liked that. I liked okay, it. Yeah. it. It caught my attention. Yeah, yeah that, that was a real good one. Um, the second one mm-hmm. is called uh, Manufacture Abuse. Yeah, and it's written by uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Third one is Legend of Newt Brody, written by Paul Dini. Mm-hmm. I like I like that uh, one. Yeah, that one was good. Uh, the next one is Return to Crime Alley, written by Dennis O'Neill. Mm-hmm. And this one, just to say, what would you get back into this? I'll, I'll talk more in more detail about this one, but I just want to point out now that this might be one of my least favorite ones. What? Return to Crime Alley. One. Yeah, Crime Alley. Yeah, I have to agree with uh, you on that one.
Now, the, the I'm sorry, go ahead. No, um, no, you go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was about to bring up the, the one that I didn't like. Oh, go ahead. Uh, and crime, the one, crime alley one. Mm-hmm. With, uh, Lee Tompkins. Yeah, that one. Lee Tompkins, isn't that, that, isn't that the, all right, now on Gotham. Lee Tompkins. Isn't that? Yeah, she's on Gotham. Yeah. Isn't that the uh the doc um 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 shit? Jim Gordon's girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jim Gordon's the, the girl that Jim Gordon was with the doc. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They started ruling the narrows. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. Yeah. This this story. I don't know. I, it just doesn't feel like it belongs. In that, yes. In I agree with you. That, it, like, it looks, it, you read it and you feel like Batman's a horrible person. It doesn't. It didn't feel, feel like it to me. I, fe- I felt like they deserved it to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But also, it's just like, I, I mean, this would be an interesting story. I mean, I, I'd like to, I, the story was good, it just, it feels like it doesn't belong in what's supposed to be about celebrating Batman, you know? True. It doesn't celebrate him, it, it paints him as a horrible, just, person who beats the shit out of the kids for no reason, you know? Right, right. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that one very much. Uh, I did like, actually, though, um, one that I did really like is uh, the one with, uh, damn, what was it called? I'm sorry, one second. Let me just get to the page here. Oh, you good, you good. Now, the um, well, why are you doing that? The first one I liked, The Longest Case. Now, I thought, um. Oh, yeah, The Longest Case was great, yep. Now, I thought, it, it had a little bit of twist to it because... You know, I, I thought that, uh, I don't know, I, I want to talk about this one whenever we start that one, because this is the one that, that actually had me interested when I first read this comic book. Like I said, this is the first comic book I read, and, and when I read this okay, first yeah. story, it's like it caught my attention, and I liked the twist. Yeah, yeah, the twist at the end was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um... The one I was looking for, I'm sorry, it took me a long time to find the page, is mm-hmm. The Legend of Newt Brody, the one with uh, with the henchman. Oh, yeah, that one, I, I forgot about that one. I like that one. Now, I did not expect Batman to have one of them type of people, though, you know? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it was perfectly silly, you know? It, it was. It was. Man, I actually thank you for uh having me read this comic book. Like I, I I'm not a huge fan of comic books. But this is the very first one that I opened up and actually sat down and read and I'm like, hmm. This is a good this is actually great. Yeah, yeah, it was real it's really good. Um do you wanna talk about the first one? You said uh Yeah, the longest case. You got something to say about it? Uh now the first one. Um, now, um, I, I I read through it, and when I'm first reading comics, uh, I didn't know if you could go like left to right or or like 
up down so i had to read it over again because like i said it's my first time reading the comic so i had to read this story twice (laughs) to get a good understanding of it now uh now first off he's what city is he he's in gotham city right or um he's examining um he he said that he was examining a scene and noticed one of the um victims museum pieces had been replaced with a forgery so one of yeah yeah yeah. so now he's going around and they sent him to different places throughout the world and and he went to the first place he went was egypt right now he had to decode something malware or something I, i don't know what that is exactly And he thought it was like the Riddler or the court, uh, the Owls or uh, Rachel Ghoul. Yeah. So he started yeah. naming people, like crossing people off one by one, and uh, straight. And then um, he went to another place to um, someplace in the snow. I don't know where, but. And then he went to the jungles of Brazil and. It's like they sent him all over the place. And then, exactly, it's like, to me, it's like, it's like, okay, who is this person that he's tracking down? Whoever whoever he's tracking down, they have to be, like, badass at hiding, um, I mean, uh, like, badass for hiding. So, um, when he got down to the final place, it went straight back to Gotham, right? Yeah, Maybe, that. Where was that? Um, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's back in Gotham. So yeah, that, he says uh, to, to Gotham, an apartment right in the center of the city. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's like I laugh because he went. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> how much gas he spent? <laughs> oh, my God. I was I laughing. Real, I just realized that they sent them all over the world to go back to Gotham. <laughs> Dude, and just to find out, it was, I, I don't even know these people, but I recognize the chimp, okay? Oh, yeah, um, so you tell me, who are these people, because I don't know. So, two of them I don't know, to be to be honest. Yeah. Uh, well, three of them, uh, but there's Detective Chimp, mm-hmm. there at the top on the, on the bookcase. Right. There's Martian, Martian Manhunter, mm-hmm. right there with the green skin. Right. Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Right. Uh, the guy, uh... The question, the right? Hat on. The question, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the guy in the suit, I think he's a new character. Detective Slam Bradley. Oh. Uh, I've never heard of him. I don't know everything about comics and, and Batman, but I'm guessing he's a new character created just for this story. Mm, so... Uh, Who's the girl? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. And the and the guy that kind of looks like Plastic Man. Well, he looks like he could stretch, but yeah, yeah. You know 
it's, it's interesting you, you say that because there's no indication of what his powers are, but the second you see him, you think he's some guy who stretches, right? Right. I think it's a long neck. There's something about that neck. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm going to let you know, the next time I see a man with a long neck, I'm like, you must have superpowers because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and but to go down to it, they're, they're called the Guild, and they they solve the world's unsolvable crimes, right? Yes, exactly, yeah. All throughout time, like, from the beginning of time through, like, even past, present, and future. I think they said something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what they said. And uh, they gave him a book at the end with, with a specific mystery. Now, that is the one that I wanted to ask you about because I didn't know. Yeah. So what uh, is that about? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't know why they didn't show us what's in the book. Hello? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw my phone blink. I thought something happened. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't show us what's in the book. Um, I'm guessing it's some big secret hmm. that Batman didn't know about until now. I wish they could continue this story because it says you're always only at the be- at the very beginning, and then that's where it cuts off it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, you know what? A continuation to that story specifically. You know, a couple of the stories in this book, a continuation would be really uh, good. I, I would really, you know, especially that story, that, that mystery. I'd like to see what's in that book, what, what this clubhouse is all about. Mm-hmm. Why, why would Hawkman, I mean, listen, Hawkman and Hawkgirl are great, but, you know, I don't... Batman's clearly the better the detective. Exactly! And, and then if, exactly, exactly. And, and then there's another story. Uh, I don't want to skip any stories ahead, but y- you know what I'm talking about. The one that Tom King wrote about. Um, I think it's the one that Tom King wrote. Uh, where they said that um, uh, one of the uh his people, one of Batman's friends or sidekicks were the 11th or 12th greatest, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, yes. So I'm like, why aren't they in that group? Because Hawkman and Hawkgirl, apparently, they, they can't be, like, great detectives, like... <laughs> yeah. I think I think that was maybe just more uh, ribbing by Damien. He was trying to, I guess, just, you know, poke a bit of fun at Nightwing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's more of just, like, a ribbing, like, a joke, like, a poking fun at him. In mm. this store, and the first one is called the uh, the longest case. Yeah, the, 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 the names are similar, right? The longest case and the greatest case at the end. So, oh, okay. The book opens with the longest case and it finishes with the greatest case. Oh, I get it. Okay. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Real interesting. Yeah. So, um, um, your thoughts on this first story? interesting um i want to see it revisited i'd like for them to pick this back up with this clubhouse mm-hmm. explore more of it you know the books are in it especially the book that that he read that, that we didn't get to see i'd like to 
connected. I, you know, I, I want I want more from it. Honestly, I want more from this specific story. Hmm. Now the next story, though. Um, what was the yeah. name of the second one? The second one was Manufacture for Use. Manufacture for Use, written by Kevin Smith. That one, I liked. I liked that one because it's like, oh yeah. man. So that's where that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a real good one too. It's it's real clever. Basically, I mean, I I would just say anybody who's listening who hasn't read it, what this story is is basically that uh, Bruce Wayne finds the gun that killed his parents mm-hmm. and melts it down uh, and takes the metal from that gun and puts it to a really inventive and, and clever use. I guess it's sort of like a poetic justice kind of use. Right, right. Yeah, and it was real clever. I really liked that one. Dude, and, and not to be all like like uh, emotional or nothing, but that did touch my spot. Like that. It's like it touched my heart. It's like, dude, that's yeah. actually like, it it, me- it meant something to me. That, that story did. Yeah, yeah, it was very touching. It was a very touching story. So, um, but to start, um, that story now, um, so this guy, right, that they, this guy walks into this, um, shop, right, and he has things, uh, from crime scenes and, and, and other things that doesn't show evidence that, that doesn't show up in, like, GCPD and, Right, and but he if they don't have it, he has it for sure, and and no one knows that he has it. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's sort of like a like a tourist spot, like you know, fans who are people who come to Gotham because they're fans of the lore of Batman and then the villains and stuff. They go to him and they buy, I guess, souvenirs. I guess you could say, right? Mm. Okay. So now, um, Malone. Who is that? That's Bruce. That's Bruce Wayne. Really? Yeah, he's he has this uh, sort of uh, I guess you could say a uh, uh, undercover uh, name. He, he uses this this name of Glasses Malone uh, to go undercover. You know, dude. I was trying to figure out. Who is this person, and how did he get that from him? Because that's one of the missing link that I missed. I'm like, how did he get it? <laughs> now, the world's greatest detective indeed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Master yeah. of disguise, too, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The disguise always changes. It changes up often. He, he goes into, like, you know, bars that criminals uh, go to often as matches Malone and, and just sort of eavesdrops. You know, he does that all. It's it's happened a bunch in the comics. It's sort of like this obscure thing. Hmm. Now, when he goes in, now when Malone or okay Bruce goes in, but into this place, um, they have some things like you said, um, that um, it has this scythe. I don't know. I I seen the scythe. Um, I seen this glider thing that's hanging up. Um, oh, yeah. I see this hammer with a face on it, a mallet with a face on it, I'm guessing. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, that looks like the Joker. I'd say that the mallet 
Lord is, is, is the goldfish face, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it I now. See. I see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has the <laughs> the riddlest hat with a uh, batarang in it. Um, I didn't see the batarang. Oh, that's a good catch, right? Yeah. I didn't see the batarang. Yeah. I think... I think that's actually the Matt Hatter's hat. Oh, I thought that was the Riddler's hat. It looks similar. Oh. I think that's the Matt Hatter's, yeah. And then there's this beetle head, I'm guessing this is? Yeah, there's a, there's a villain um, called Beetle Head. Uh, Beetle Head, yeah. Oh. Uh, and the, the, the Clyde Now, who is Kite Man? I never heard of him. He's a Batman villain. He's an obscure, obscure one, you know. Mm. Uh, they, they actually mention him in the next story. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um. Uh, so now, one more thing. One more thing I'd like to point out: there's a little clump of leaves there. Uh huh. In that panel, I think that's poison ivy's leaves. I think so too. I see it that's, at the bottom. Cool. Yeah. Cool mm-hmm. I see that. So, Bruce Wayne, he goes in here to buy the murder weapon of his parents. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. The whole time this guy has it, how did he get it? And, like I would have had questions. Like I would have questioned the hell out of him. <laughs> like, dude, you have connections, and I need to know who your connections are. But also, the thing is, like everything else in this guy's store is like, like we mentioned, you know, uh, Joker's mallet, Kite uh, Man's glider, some leaves from Poison Ivy. All of these things are connected to supervillains and, you know, big famous supervillains and some of their most famous crimes that they've committed. The gun that killed Martha and Thomas Wayne, while it has a special connection to Bruce and us, it doesn't have a special connection to the people in that universe. Why would he want to collect that? That's not, you know, it's not like the Joker killed his parents or, or, or some you know, supervillain killed his parents. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not, that that gun doesn't seem like, I don't know, I, I, I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like uh, a souvenir that somebody would want. Right. Everybody wants that as a souvenir. Right, because to think about it, okay. uh, if anyone, if, if, if the normal per I don't think anyone would know, well, okay, so I wouldn't go into a shop if I knew anything about it. I don't think anyone would want a gun that killed the uh uh people who own Wayne Enterprises. Even if even if like I I could I wouldn't want a gun that like okay say for instance I wouldn't want the gun that killed the pres or one of the presidents back in the day. I wouldn't want that gun because hey you know how many people would have been after that gun. Yeah, yeah I would have been a target. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean. Well, I Mm-hmm. But the guy 
used in the mugging of two rich people, like, that's no special, I, that has no special connection to anyone. Who, why would anybody want to go and buy that? Exactly, you know? and then on top of that, it's in there with the people that Batman went against. So it's like, do they know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? So you're kind of telling everyone. That's that's exactly the thing. Like, that gun only makes sense. That gun being there only makes sense if everyone knows Bruce Wayne became Batman. Right. So he takes the gun, like you said, he takes it back, he takes it to the cave, and Alfred tells him he don't know why he wants the gun that killed his parents it's like it's going to traumatize him like bring problems into his life or whatnot but then batman goes and says that he um it's not going into a trophy collection he said it's going to be um he said that gun it i grew up broken and sad after this hunk of metal took everything from me so he said and who knows how many other lives it ruined and he said, or ended. But after tonight, it's never going to hurt anyone again. So he melts it down. And like you said, he puts it on a special place. So you tell people, where what is that special place? He puts it uh, right on his chest. He shoves it into the back seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, right where the bat emblem is. And it basically, you see, there's many panels of him battling villains, uh, and people, uh, you know, trying to stab him or shoot him. And that, that piece of metal protects him. It's basically, he uses it as armor. Now, now I don't know where I seen this. I, I don't know who went again. I don't remember. I remember, uh, it's a vague, mem- a vague memory. It's kind of leaving me at the moment. But um, I remember that there was this one villain. And he was outsmarting the people. He was like, you know, in order to kill the bat, you got to go around the chest plate thing because it's a protected area. And he said you have to hit a certain area on his chest in order to to uh kill him because that part of his body is, like, bulletproof. And I'm trying to figure out, I don't know if it was the Arkham Knight or if it was someone yeah. else. But I they, know exactly what you're, I remember that scene perfectly, that was from the Arkham Knight game, yeah. Ah, yeah, okay, okay. So, I'm like, so this is where this story tie. okay, I, 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 now I understand where that came from. So yeah. that's how I knew what they were talking about. Yeah, I, 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 there's been many uh, explanations, many writers have, have put in these little explanations of like the reason he has the bat on the chest is to draw fire there because that's the most armored part you know mm-hmm. many, many many writers have, have made that distinction or that connection hmm now yeah it's an interesting little thing yeah and that story was called man like you said manufactured for use yeah now the next one you this is the one that you like too. Uh what what yeah, I really like this one. Now you go ahead and talk about this one. So it's called uh The Legend of New Brody and it's about a I guess you could say henchman, a specific henchman who is very who's particularly clumsy and always seems to be making the wrong mistakes. Right. Uh they show 
that he was hired by the Joker mm-hmm. to uh, help uh, rig an election, and he made a stupid mistake then and ruined his plans. He was hired by the Mad Hatter right. to stick up some place, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think they were still sticking up uh, 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 some place. And he, his job was to be a lookout, and he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he was hired by uh, the Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, who was going to kill these doctors from Arkham. And there was this giant maze that Batman had to go through to save them. And Batman just jumps up, knocks one of the guys out with a battering. Actually, that panel is really awesome. Where he's throwing the battering mm-hmm. while he's jumping across, right? Uh, and and grabs uh, Newt and basically says, "What's the code?" And Newt, in fear and terror, tells him the code. Right. And the Riddler's looking like, "What? what why'd you do that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, you just told him the code?" <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. And then he was hired by uh, Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to dispose of some chemicals she was using, and he burned after this. This this part is actually really funny. Uh, she she talks about how he burned out the lab, and she's saying, "I was in complete shock, and there was Brody stammering apologies and babbling something about a sandwich he had been toasting over a Bunsen burner." Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> now he was um also hired by Kite Man and Mister Freeze. Oh yeah, yeah, those panels, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those panels of him being hired by Kite Man and Mister Freeze, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, uh, like he now you can tell Mister Freeze part that this scene right here, he literally points the gun at Mister Freeze and, and shoots him, and I'm like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm like, literally, none of you big-time criminals don't get in touch with each other. Like, look, do not hire this henchman right here because (laughs) no one says that. No one. Yeah, that is is really funny. I I really like the story a lot. It's just so whimsical, perfectly whimsical. So you tell them at the end what what, what happens. Uh, It turns out that... uh, was actually, well, not just Bruce Wayne, but the entire Bat family. They, they dressed up as Newt. Uh, they went, they dressed up in, in a disguise as Newt, and they would get hired by the villains to purposefully ruin their plans. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien Wayne at the, at the end says, it's my turn. Right, and he said, that was great. he said, just call me Newt Bro- Brody Jr. That was funny. I like I like that story. I, I really do like that story a lot. Uh, the next story, this is the third one, mm-hmm. uh, The Batman's Design, ran by Warren Ellis. Yeah, I like this, this one. Was, this one was good. Mm-hmm. Again, it feels a little bit out of place in that it's not very special. Right. You know, when you have stories about uh, Batman's family and Batman being one of the greatest detectives in the world, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, 
the gun that killed his parents and all this stuff, this random story about him stopping some cultist seems a little bit out of place, you know? Right. It's a good story. It's a real, it's a real good read, but it feels like this could have been saved for just any old regular issue of Batman. So, um, I want to say something about this story. Now, when I first read this title, it said the Batman's design. I'm thinking that someone stole some of his costumes or something and improved it. Yeah, that's my first thought. I'm thinking that it was some type of criminal that stole his suit and and made improvements on it. And he has to go up on him and he was like, and he said, it means I don't have to be gentle. So I'm guessing, I'm like, oh shit, he's about to go against someone that possibly stole his suit. Or someone that did something with Batman's designs. But, yeah. no. No, it's just some, some, some cultist that he just stops. Right. In really, in, in, I guess, clever ways, but we don't see a lot of, a lot of the villains, a lot of these cultists that he stops, we don't see the clever thing he used to stop them. We're just told that it's very clever right so no because to me it's like so these are like your regular everyday people and to he just sets up booby traps basically that's what it looks like yeah yeah and yeah, he's like okay yeah you're right f2 C7, he just starts saying words out and things just start going boom, people going flying. I'm like, okay, well, is this the purpose of this story? The Batman's design is just his booby traps? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I guess so. And but the I, end is cool. The end yeah, is really cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, I liked it, but I, I, I was like, I don't know, I misunderstood it, I guess. So, in the end, um, it was this kid that was literally going to poison the city or something like that. And he was going to yeah. take himself out included. But yeah. the Batman tells him, and, and when, he, when he tells him, he tells him to look at me. And, and the kid says, or the guy says, no. And he says, he gets mad and said, look at me. He says, I'm already dead. And I'm like, what? He said, Look at me, I'm trapped in this place, and all I could do is hunt the living. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could see the symbol for Batman, you know, that part. He said, look yeah. at me, I'm trapped in this place, I don't think, he hunts the living. And he was like, is that what you want for yourself? And he says, no. Um, So the kid just gives up the, 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 um, the, um, yeah, the device, and that was the end of that. And I'm like... That's the Batman's design. He just talked this guy down from blowing up the place. But it, like I said, it was cool and all. But like you said, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't think cool. it belonged in this issue. You know. Yeah, yeah. It feels like uh, just any old regular issue of Batman. You know. Well, right. Story could be done. Uh, yeah, it was a good story. It was a good story. Just mm -hmm. weird. It's it's uh it's too mediocre for this. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, the one that you didn't like, we both agreed on, Return to Crime Alley. Yeah, I did not like this one that much. So, you can talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, we see, uh, Leslie Thompson, uh, 
Thompson, mm-hmm. Dr. Leslie Thompson, uh, and she's uh, screaming. She's obviously very frightened, and it says she must stop Bruce Wayne from doing what he will forever regret. She must stop Batman from doing the unforgivable. Now, and she's screaming, Bruce, Bruce, no. Right. Now, right there, I'm thinking, did he, like, accidentally kill someone or, or did he severely hurt oh, yeah, someone yeah. like severely yeah. hurt someone he's going to regret it and it's going to like hunt him or something but it's not the case so you tell us oh, what, yeah. what 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 tell us what's happened what happens so we, we we cut to 35 minutes earlier and there are a bunch of kids um who have broken to this halloween shop and they're stealing masks and stuff they're they're one of them finds a gun, uh-huh. and uh, they leave the shop, and we see Leslie Tompkins, and she's talking to Batman, and they're talking to each other. We find out that it's actually the anniversary of when uh, his parents were killed, right? and that's where they are. They're at that alley where his parents were killed, and they're talking to each other. Uh, and she starts saying to Bruce, uh, what happened to you and your parents was obscene, but you survived, and you could have used that tragedy to motivate a life of charity and altruism. You could have lessened the world's misery. Instead, you let the tragedy consume you. You chose the guise of a monster, and my fear is that you are becoming what you pretend to be. You tell yourself you ser- you're serving justice, but what you're really serving is cruelty. Now, so let, let's be a re, let's be realistic about something real quick. So, if if Bruce Wayne decided not to become Batman, the city would have been doomed. You know how many people would have yeah. the, the city would have been done for. Everyone literally would have died. The Penguin, Mister Freeze. Uh, uh yeah. I don't think Arkham Knight would have been there, but uh. I don't know. A couple of villains wouldn't never been there if it wasn't for Bruce Wayne, uh, Batman. But some of them would have would have taken over the city, of course. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. It, so it's um, I, I, to me, I don't think that he chose the wrong the uh wrong path. I think he actually chose the right path. Yeah, I agree with you. But also, like she's talking about being uh altruistic and, 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 and being charitable, but it's not like he doesn't also do that. Like, he does both. Right. You know, he's also altruistic and, and, and charitable. Like, you know, he could do both. Right. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. And then, and then the, 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 the kids uh, who were stealing from that Halloween shop, they come across them. The one with the gun walks up to them uh, points the gun at them, uh, demands money, uh, Batman, uh, punches, slaps one of them across the face, slaps another, <laughs> slap, he's, uh, he's slapping all of them, like, you see, his, his palm is off, he's straight up bitch slapping them. <laughs> he did, like, the hell out of them. <laughs> he flew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy is up in the air, his feet are off the ground from a slap. And he smacked uh, a girl, too, I think. And he was like, he said, your turn. Smack. (laughs) (laughs) Your turn. 
deserve what was coming to them so i mean if you think about it you gotta it depends on how you look at it so if they were just two random kids running and things and, and batman just ran over there like smacked them for no reason then i can understand why she would do that but yeah. they went over there and tried to mug you like he saved your life basically so they well, it, I mean, i'm sorry go ahead hmm? no go ahead go ahead. what you were saying That's the next story, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. Yeah, there is a, there is a, there is a re, re, they redid that image and they put it in this book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he, Danny O'Neill, Danny O'Neill, um, was the Batman writer of the 70s, you know, he, he did a lot of Batman work in the 70s, a lot of really good work, too. Right. So... The next one. Um, okay, yeah, the next one is uh, Blame, I believe, right? Or, I keep getting it wrong. No, it's not Blame, it's Heretic. I'm yeah, sorry. Heretic. Heretic by Christopher Priest. Right. And basically what happens in this one is uh, we see Batman in, I believe, Tibet uh, years ago. 
Um, right. He was being mocked by a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we see years later that a man uh, was killed, and on, on him was found a business card for Thomas and Martha Wayne Foundation. Right. <coughs> so they tried to solve the mystery, find out who it is. Mm-hmm. And they realized that it's actually a former member of the League of Shadows. Right. And uh, this guy is was actually a League of Shadows member who left and who left the League and sort of built his own sort of underground railroad for people who want to leave the League. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, that story I didn't understand much. Okay. So you decided to kill him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was taking people away from Roz, and she's, you know, a heretic. That's the name of the story, heretic. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, I'm more of a Batman side, so what, really? You decide to kill him? Like. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'm on, I'm on his side too, but. <laughs> but uh, I, do like, I do like the end panel where he says, you know, I will carry on Tan's work. For any desiring to leave the shameful league, I will be there. Right, right, right. That that was a cool, cool little uh, quote there. I like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I guess I could see how this story would kind of go into this comic book because it talks about how Batman changed, um. A member oh, of the yeah. League of yeah, the view of a uh, a member of the League of Shadows. Yeah. So, cause you know that the League of Shadows, uh, um, the League of uh, Assassin, or am I saying it right? It's both. It's some. It's flips back and forth. It's weird. It's sometimes it's League of Assassins, sometimes it's League of Shadows. Well, oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know that they're supposedly um, the the bad well, uh, bad people. So, and. He, one of the people decided to change because of Bruce Wayne. So, yeah. I, I guess that stuff that like, like I said, never say never, people change. So, exactly. Yeah. So when he decided yeah. to change, they killed him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like this one. I do like this one. Yeah, I do I think too. It fits. It fits. It uh, belongs in this sort of celebration of Batman. Mm. I, I, at least I think. Um, now the next story is titled, I know. Now this is the one I liked when I read it because I would never know that he would know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> tell us about this, would you? This one is also really good. Oh, man, it's hard to pick a, it's hard to say which one is my favorite. I like all, I like a lot of these stories. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know is about, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis, who yeah. is a hack. I'm sorry. I, I don't like Bendis. 
Before they, before you say that, now, uh, before they thought about, um, figured out that, well, before they had thought about it being Bruce Wayne, they actually, uh, I think it was the Joker that thought that it was Lex Luthor at first. Yeah, he did mention Lex Luthor, yeah. <laughs> That's cool little Easter egg, I like that. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, it'd be kind of funny if they created a story, uh, elsewhere a story of Lex Luthor actually like becoming Batman in some type of way. Oh my god, that's that's such a goddamn good idea. I would love to read that story. That's a good idea. <laughs> and as what story where 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 Lutch becomes the Batman, that's such a good idea. Hmm. I mean would would he be in Gotham or would he be in Metropolis? Exactly. He would and he would be hmm would he take on Superman or <laughs> hmm so it really, re- really would have been Batman versus Superman for real. <laughs> that's, so, a, that's a good one. That's a good idea. But I'll uh, continue with the story. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Penguin uh, starts realizing that it's Batman, and he comes up with this plan to, uh, I guess, uh, descend on Wayne Manor and, and sort of... Uh, overtake it and kill Bruce Wayne. Right. And then he says, it hit me. Bruce Wayne is the only thing keeping me alive. If I miss and Wayne lives... Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. If I miss and Wayne lives and I have missed, we all have missed, Superman missed. If I miss this time and destroy Bruce Wayne, but not Batman, Batman without Bruce Wayne... 
nose to nose. I looked, I looked Batman in the eyes and seen the edge of madness without the distraction of a secret identity, without the tether to actual humanity. I'm dead. We're all dead, and Batman wins. Hmm. So basically, he's saying that if he goes and attacks Wayne Manor, and if he, you know, quote, misses, I'm guessing that means, you know, hurt someone, like maybe Alfred, then that would push Batman over the edge, because, you know, he's always close to the edge. Right. So he's saying, like, you know, you better not do that, because if he does do that, then he's dead, because Batman, there will no longer be Bruce Wayne, there will only be Batman. True. And then the story ends with, uh, uh, the old man, Penguin, the old man Bruce Wayne, and Penguin is gloating to him, saying, uh, before you take your last breath, that rotted soul of yours. I wanted you to know I knew. I knew, and now you know the only reason you're still alive is because I'm smarter than you. I win. And as he's gloating, he <laughs> gets electrocuted because Bruce Wayne has an electric taser in his chair. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, I know you knew Oswald, same way I knew what a coward you were. Damn. <laughs> And then they and one. then they drag him away. Two people drag him away. Yeah, Who are those two people? Um, I'm gonna say that it's his caretakers, security? I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Maybe, yeah, maybe security or caretakers. Yeah. I think maybe it's that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I like that story. I I did. I did. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. now um. The next one is called The Last Crime in Gotham. Now, this is, um, I would say, yeah, uh, um, an older Batman. I was, yeah, because it has uh, an adult, an adult Damian Wayne. It has Batman's daughter in it. Um, her name is Helena Wayne. Yeah. And it has Catwoman. Fighting name is Echo. He says Echo here. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. So, um, now, I know that there is, <clears throat> now I know Batman, he actually does have a kid with Catwoman on Earth 2 and has a daughter named Huntress, though. But, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I didn't know. I don't know who Echo is. I I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. I don't know. That's a twist for me because I thought that Catwoman and Batman had a daughter named Huntress. Uh, I you know what? They probably should have called her. But you know what? The thing is, there is a character called Huntress already. Oh okay. Valerie Bertinelli, her name is. Oh. Yeah. So I guess maybe, I don't know. They probably just should have said Huntress. They, yeah, they probably should have had him calling her Huntress. I don't know why they, they chose the name Echo. Hmm. So, um, 
tell us about this story, the last crime in Gotham. So uh, we see uh, someone lighting candles on a cake. Right. And then uh, we see the bat signal, and we see the entire bat family of much older Batman, uh, almost, it looks like he's about 25 years old, uh, you know, oh, an, an adult day, middle age, mm-hmm. uh, Catwoman, and Batman and Catwoman's daughter, Echo, and my favorite part, honestly, uh, Ace. Hmm. Uh, now, honestly, I thought Ace was a different dog. I thought he was like more of a. Uh, I don't yeah, know. You know what? Yeah, he is supposed to be like a black dog. He's exactly. Like a... Yeah. This this dog looks like a golden retriever. It does, and that's why I'm like this story right here. It has a little. It's different, but I like it. see them uh they they get called by by uh Jim Gordon. Gordon. Jim Gordon and they find a birthday party mm-hmm. with a bunch of people with different uh sweaters, holiday sweaters on right. all day. <laughs> and they go through the you know usual suspects of who it could be. Uh they find out that the cake is poisoned. Uh Damien guesses that it's Calendar Man, but Bruce finds that actually one of the dead people is Calendar Man, so it's not him. Right. Uh, during this discussion, we find out that a lot of the villains are actually dead, or have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and not um, to mention that in this, um, this story, Gotham has been crime-free for a while. Yes, yes. They also do mention that Gotham has been crime free for a while. Um, we also, uh, Jim Gordon says, uh, I just got word the Joker died last night. Right. So the Joker's dead. And then uh, we find out that the person who did this killing is someone called the April Fool, better known as the son of the Joker. Now that was a twist I didn't know. Yeah, that, that, that was a cool twist. Because uh, I never expected the Joker to have a kid, unless it was Harley Quinn's, you know? <laughs> yeah. He does, uh, there is actually a character called the daughter of the Joker. Mm. In actual real-time continuality, you know, being written in the comics now, there's a character called the daughter of the Joker, but she's not his biological do- daughter. Oh. She's just a girl who found... Remember when Joker had his face cut off? Mm-hmm. A couple years ago? Yep. She found his old face and she put it on and she became the daughter of the Joker. Really? Yeah. Damn. Ooh, yeah, that's creepy. Going on for a while. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. so, so we find out. I'm sorry. Uh, no, yeah, um. That, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, I'm trying to figure out something here. <laughs> uh. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm gonna wait till you finish. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So we find out that uh, the son of the Joker is actually dying uh, from the same chemicals his father is died from. And I'm guessing I wasn't completely sure about this. It wasn't It wasn't completely clear to me. But I'm guessing all of these people at this table are basically the last living villains. 
And the son of the Joker's final act was to completely rip off of, of all of the villains. That's what I'm about to ask you. So, is he truly evil? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they really haven't told us any of his previous crimes, if he has any previous crimes. Right. This is the first introduction to the Joker's son. I mean, to me, yeah. because I never known that the Joker had a son. I never heard of the April Fool. I've never heard of him either. I think this is a brand new thing. And I think they should yeah. revisit this one day. This is nice. I like it. I do like this, yeah. I do. They should make this in Elseworlds. Story. Yes. It's Unplugs the the uh, bat signal, and that was it for for Batman. I guess. I mean. Yeah. 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 He said it's time for family now, for all of us. And and the weird part is, he smiles and and unplugs the the um, bat signal and. Yeah, that that Batman smile is weird. I don't like seeing Batman smile. (laughs) Me either. So, Well, the kid is going to do this. You could give him 
a way to do this where he doesn't have to go through all the horrible things you went through. Oh, so that's why he... Oh. Yeah. Okay. I got it. So that's why he didn't allow him to do certain things when they're going on their missions. So it wouldn't, like, traumatize him or he'll let him sit in the back and let him do, like, little side things, like, go make a distraction for this so I could go take him out. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah, so I like this story because it focuses on um, Batman actually not trying to, like, he's trying to, well, you know that Dick Grayson, he went through the same, well, similar traumatizing event as uh, he, uh, Batman did when he was a kid. And he yeah. didn't want him to grow up the same way, well, you know, do the same thing he did. So he kind of, you know... Uh, I don't know how to say it. He, he, um. I, I, I guess uh, what you're trying to say is he, he tried to protect him from it. Like he. Yes. Yes. Uh, originally, Bruce didn't want to take him on these missions, but he realized that he was going to go anyways. And the best way to, you know, help this kid is to help, actually literally help him through it, you know? Right. So he doesn't turn up as screwed up and messed up as him. Right, because if he, if, if he, uh, imagine if Dick Grayson didn't have him. Now, yeah. how would he would have turned out? Uh, there's no uh, telling uh, how he would have turned out. He already had the, the skills, the agility. Um, he was flexible and whatnot, so... He was already wanted to go into crime fighting. So, without Batman's uh, help, he probably would have went into crime fighting and and probably would have ended up way um, worse. Well, probably even dead. Yeah, he probably would have been killed. Yeah. Or if not, then he would have gone through the same horrible life that Batman has gone through. Right. He could be a new, better version of an orphan who lost his parents and started fighting crime. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. A version who could have a normal relationship, a, co- a version who could have a normal life. Yep. Yeah, that's... This story is... I like this story. I really do like this story. Now, I do too. Now, the greatest case... I like this one. Batman's greatest case. Yeah, after going through all of them, I still have to say that this one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, Batman's... Yes. Yeah. Ba- greatest case is by uh, Tom King, yeah. The next one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the greatest case, Tom King. Um, so, basically, it starts out with... Uh, we see... We, well, we don't see. We read that... Damien and Dick Grayson are talking to each other, uh, and what we do see in the panels is Bruce Wayne driving to a cemetery and walking through the cemetery. Yep. Uh, and then we finally see Dick Grayson and, and uh, Damien, and they're talking to each other about, you know, why they're there, what, why, why did Batman call them all there, and we see that Duke's there, uh, Red Hood's there. 
weapons there, spoilers there, uh, Batgirl, Batwoman. Uh, now, is that Batwing, the black guy? Yeah, that's, no, no, that's Duke. Oh, okay, because I yeah. know that there was a black guy, and he had a bat suit, and he called himself Batwing. But you know, that was one of, that's, that's one of my favorite, I, I love Batwing, he's one of my favorite side Batman characters, he's not used enough. Yeah. They, they, I think they, um, I think in the New 52, they changed it so that Batwing is actually, uh, in Africa, he's an African man, he's an, Af- he's a police officer in Africa. Yeah. Uh, who Bruce Wayne convinces to become the Batman of Africa. Uh, yep, I remember that one. Yeah. So the story so, of uh the Batman's greatest case though. Yeah, uh, so they're basically just uh talking each other to each other, trying to figure out why he called them all there. And I actually do love this part. Uh Red Hood and Duke are talking to each other, and Duke says, "Why can't it be? Why can't it be about me? Why is everything about everyone else? Maybe it's about what I did." And Red Hood says, "It's not." And then he pauses and he goes, "Wait, what did you do?" <laughs> and then Duke goes, "Me? What? Nothing. Why? Doesn't matter. It's probably about you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did I, he I do? referring to, you know what, that is a good question, that, that specific scene, what could that be referring to? Hmm, I don't maybe, know, I wish. Maybe, uh, maybe it's a, you know what, uh, the, there was this big giant crossover event called Dark Knight's Metal that recently happened, and, uh, Duke kind of betrayed Batman in that story, so, that, so it could be about that. Hmm. Yeah, so they're all arguing of, like, uh, uh, is someone going to be kicked out? of the family. Um, and then Batman finally shows up and he pulls out a battering, sticks it to the wall, and the battering has this red dot on it. And uh, we see the Bruce back at the funeral, at the, I'm sorry, at the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And he walks up to a grave and he pulls something out of his pocket. Right. And uh, we see a uh, we're actually, uh, I'm sorry, Dick Grayson is telling everyone to get closer to the battering and everyone's too close. And then at the last panel, we see that it's actually, they're all taking a picture. Hmm. And the battering is a camera. Right. They're all posing for a picture and they, they, they all take a picture. And the thing at the cemetery that, that Bruce pulled out was actually this picture and he's leaving it at his parents' grave. The Bat family. Yeah. So he finally and has his family. Hmm. Exactly. He, he was able to build a new family after losing his first one. Now, that one I liked. This is my favorite. I really, I, I love this one. This is my favorite. And he even says cheese. <laughs> yeah, he says cheese a fan. That's great. Now... Now, um, now, um, going forward after this, now there's something that kind of confuses me. It has something to do with a certain someone called the Arkham Knight. So, would you care to explain this one to me? 
Yes. Confusing to me, but I'm pretty sure you can explain it to me. So, uh, Brother Arkham Knight originally was created for that video game specifically. Right. The Arkham Knight video game. Uh, he wasn't a character in the comics. They created him. Well, basically, what they wanted to do was they wanted to tell the, the story of the Red Heart, but they wanted to keep it a secret that it was Jason Todd, so they created this new character called uh, Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing they're bringing the Arkham Knight into the comics, but... Not as Jason Todd. Exactly, not as Jason Todd. So who is the Arkham Knight? That's that's probably the mystery. Huh. It says, to be continued in Detective Comics 1001. Dude, you're going to make me start buying comics now. You see what you done did to me? <laughs> I never bought comics before. And now you yeah. got me into comics. It's a brand new villain that they're introducing. Well, brand new. They're bringing from another, from the games. But, you know, brand new person being on from right now. Dude, what did you do to me? <laughs> you... Just turned me into a comic type of person, man. Oh, I never was into comics until you, until you and Tom King, y'all were telling me like to 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 go ahead and get this comic, and I'm like, oh man, come on. I'm like, I'm I don't know, like I'm not into comics, but I'm gonna try it. And I see so many tweets about it that he, that Tom King had tweeted, and, and then you were telling me, and this was your idea, by the way, and you were like, let's yeah. go ahead and review the Batman 1000 and I'm like okay I'm like yeah we could do that like this is your idea I like it so when I told Tom King that we we're going to review it um on the podcast and he actually liked the tweets and he replied and he was like this is a good one and I hope you like it and I'm like dude you know what like, my mind is still blown by that I, I, I'm, I'm unbelievably uh, shocked that, 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 that he's like the tweet and reply to it. That's, uh, I'm, I'm blown away by it. Dude, this is all your idea. Props to you, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Dude, oh, you don't know how excited I was. You don't know my heart skipped a beat. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, I, I'm excited right now, man. Like, I never, ever thought that <clears throat> one of the DC comic writers would actually, would actually like the tweets about it or or reply to to something yeah. you know and, and to say that this is your like like man this is your idea like dude props like for real i get i give it to you so like i said you got a home here on the podcast from her too man thank you and and dc this is an edition of dc comic corner and, and what do you want to title this All right, happy birthday, Batman! Cool, man. Cool. And do you know that this is a hour and thirty-two minutes, man? Oh my God, really? Yes. Yes, an hour and thirty-two minutes, dude. Wow. And 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 and, man, I could say I enjoyed every minute of it. I love this comic book. And I'm definitely going to get the next one. I'm, I'm going to tell you that because I have to know 
who the hell is the Arkham Knight? And look, I, I would want to, to, to actually be on DC Comic Corner with you to review this one, the next one. If, if it's great. okay with you, though. Yeah, sure. Because, hey, especially Tom King likes it, man. He likes your idea. Hey, thank you. Thank Dude, you very much. Props to you, man. So, any last words you want to say? Um, well, not so much. Uh, not, I, I can't really think of anything right now. I'm, I'm sorry. I have uh, Mortal Kombat 11 on my PlayStation, I'm really excited to go try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, go ahead and go try it, man. Go ahead. And the only thing I'd say, the only thing I'd say is follow me on Twitter at Sam is ninety one. All right, man, you heard it here. The podcast Merc Two, Sam from Earth Sixteen. I'll see you guys. Bye. All right, man.